Hello and welcome back to another edition of the PegCast. Here you will see two interviews, one with Charlie Fletcher and Cam Smith, who were two huge contributors to why Hayden won the HSSAA Tier 1 Championship. And the second one is with the four Hayden coaches. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the PayCast. So today on the line, I have Cameron Smith and Charlie Fletcher, who were both big contributors to the Holton final win for the Hayden Huskies. Uh, before we start the interview, guys, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great myself. Charlie, how are you doing? Pretty good, Pax. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, you, so you, bo- you guys are both uh, dual sports athletes we'll start with that um how do you guys use the skills in the different sports uh for hockey hockey i think uh there's a lot of leadership that goes on for the game so i think that carries it over from each where they got to be a contributor so we got me and charles put on the volleyball team together and then moved into hockey season so it's a pretty big transition from volleyball to hockey but i think leadership kind of plays its role in both both sports pretty pretty big contributor yeah cam hit it right on the head like i think it is just leadership the biggest ability you know you take those skills like what you learn what you have what you're given from coaches and then you just apply what works well with your team what doesn't work well and then you supply it in all the sports you can like all experience is good experience and with all these different sports we've had it's just it's been so helpful i know for cam and i especially you guys were not only on this year's winning team, but last year's as well. Uh, going back to last season uh, with that overtime loss against Oakville Trafalgar, uh, how did you guys use that loss uh, to get better? You know, I feel like through that game, we went through a lot. You know, I think it started off one nothing OT. Then we tied it up. And then... I think it went 2-1 OT, and then we tied it up again and ended up losing OT and that feeling in OT when they scored, you know, that breakaway goal was not a good feeling. So I think we didn't want that to happen again this year. Used it as motivation throughout the season, you know. Drove the whole team. A lot of the guys that weren't on the team were at the game watching. So I think they kind of had a similar feeling and wanted to win just as much as we did. So, yeah, carried on a lot from last year. Yeah, for me, I mean, again, it wasn't the most ideal situation for me as we uh, – as we all know, like, uh, I would have much rather be out there with the guys trying to help as much as I can. But still, like, you, you're part of the team as much as you say. You're, you're part of the team. You uh, you just cheer the guys on. And when, when you're there, you're watching it. You're just – you're helpless because you want to be part of it. You want to win. And then when you see that happen, you know, you just – you couldn't have done anything about it. It's – it's yeah, it drops your heart, you know. But it is what it is. You take it. You move on. And whatever done is done. And you move on. It's a new day. You know, sun's going to rise. And, and you take it and grow. So Charlie, you were the uh, the third string last year with uh, with well, well, hold on. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. you know, the net was mainly split between Ryan Movazo and Tyler Dukes. Uh, going into, yeah. I guess, uh, the 2019-20 uh, season, was there any big influence for you to make sure you got 95% of the net or the majority of the net? You know, I, I wasn't really too worried about that. And the biggest thing for me is you just got to let the team win. Like, that is, at the end of the day, whatever goalie, whoever's in the net, is going to get the team to win. Like, that's how it goes, you know. Last year, it was, you know, they felt that they were going to bring us the best chance. And that's, you know, you respect the decision. And that's how it goes. 
this year the same thing. I just wanted to prove myself that I can, you know, play with these guys. We can play and just bring that energy that, you know, maybe something else can't. I can control my, you know, as Hogue says, effort and attitude, and you're just trying to bring that forward and help the guys as best as best you can. Uh, Cam, last, last season, uh, it wasn't the best because you only had seven points, which is pretty abysmal. But, uh, you know, with, 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 <laughs> with this season, you know, with the 1920 season, you had a five-point increase. What factors went into preparing for the 1920 season? Man. I think uh, I don't know, man. It didn't change much about my game. I think it just kind of handled itself, you know. This year being a senior, uh, last year kind of being new to the team, just trying to contribute in any way possible. I didn't even know that I had that five point increase, you know. Not really on my focus. That's not really something that I um, focus on going into the game. You know how I'm gonna put assists up on the board, how I'm going to put the goals up on the board. I just want to help the team win, you know? So I, can't, I don't really have much to say about that. I just – not something that I'm focusing on. I just want to make the team better, have a better chance to win in the game. You know, I think that a lot of uh, your game really focuses on you, your defensive uh, style of play. You know, you're very calm in your own end. You make the simple plays. So I think that is uh, what I see from, a, you know, I guess, a fan's perspective uh, to your game. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, defense or offense starts with defense. I think we work from the defensive zone onto the offensive zone. So wherever I have an opportunity to get it off to the forwards, you know, dump it into the zone, whatever we're doing, just to get a play going. I think I'm going to make the right play at the right time. I'm confident in my game. And uh, if the opportunity is there to take a shot on net, dish it off for a good pass, and I'm going to make that play. Yeah, uh, so going with uh, Charlie, you know, like I said, uh, you didn't really get any playing time, uh, but you played seven and a half games. And in mm -hmm. those seven and a half games, you uh, you showed what you could offer to the Huskies with a 6-1-0 record, 1.73 goals against average, and two shutouts. Fast forward to a season, to the 1920 season, and you hold the Hayden Husky record for career wins. What happened in the offseason for you to accomplish that goal? Uh, you know, I'd love to say that I worked out every day. Uh, it's just prepare. You just get out there and you. Uh, um, you always had that goal that uh, this was our year, and you're just going out to do whatever it takes and whatever matter, like whatever it takes to be possible to make it possible. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you were fantastic in the night. You gave the Huskies a chance to win every time you played. There wasn't a game where uh, you really uh, weren't off your game. You were always on it. You were mentally prepared, physically prepared. Everything was just checked off. Yeah, and that's really at the end of the day what I try to do, you know. From a rep background, you know, you don't seem to win, but there's always that internal drive. You want to have the best numbers. You want to have all this stuff. And then when you get over to high school, you just like do whatever it takes for the team to win. If it's letting in five goals a game, but we winning 6-5, then, I'm, you know, it's not what I would want, but you let in one less than the other guy. So you're just giving your chance a team to win. And that's at the end of the day, what it comes down to. During the 1920 season, did you guys face a lot of adversity you had to get through? Yeah, I think we did throughout the season. You know, we had our losses. Uh, we had our ups and downs for sure. You know, uh, 
tournaments league play you know we had, our, uh, had a couple losses that kind of sparked us up at the end there wanted us to field us for the uh, big Holton uh HWSWA run we had you know in the end it didn't really end up like we wanted it to but I think that drove us ended up driving us this year and you know carried on from last season so it ended up being a positive in the end the biggest thing for me is the uh, the first games. So we won the uh, the preseason tournament in Milton, and we beat Georgetown four and one. And then the first game of the regular season, we played and we lost two one to them in a shootout. I just remember on the bus ride back, like just it felt like my world was ending. You know, for such a, like a meaningless game to lose two one in a shootout and feel like somehow that was just on me. It was just it was the biggest drive, the biggest spark for me personally trying to face adversity, you know, that you just, you have to be better. It just can't happen, you know? Um, and I just hate letting the guys down and, and feeling that way. So I vowed to, you know, work hard and make sure that that would never happen again. So how would you say, how much, how, what would you say would be the amount of preparation would go into your game, both mentally and physically? You know, I think it's different for us uh, being student athletes. So, you know, we have the school day before the, uh, the game, so we're, our focus is obviously on school when we're at school, but I think that big transition, you know, when you put your bag on the bus, you go on the bus, it's time to time to think about the game, you get there, get your warm-up stuff on, kind of get your mind into the game more, warm-up, and then get back, and then that's when you really lock in, ready for the game. So, you know, preparations throughout the day, but um, it's definitely different when you got school, uh, you know, throughout the day before the game, but I think once we hit that bus, that's when we start locking in. Yeah, for me, like, I just try to get out of my own head as much as possible. So with school, you know, having school in the morning and the games in the afternoon, you're not thinking much about it. You know, you're just, you're there, you're school, you're a student. And then as soon as you just like what Cam said, you know, your headphones are in, you're locked in, you're thinking about what you're going to do to help your team win this game. It's just that simple. You just got to make sure that you're locked in and you can prepare yourself mentally and physically and then go out whatever happens, happens. Who do you guys like to model your game after? Uh, there's a couple guys. You know, back in the day, I think, you know, get to, used to get this question. I used to say Brent Seabrook, you know, he's a good guy, defensive guy, uh, good contributor to the team, you know, defensive, you know, he's offensive in parts, but I think he's mostly just a solid defender, you know, helps his team out in any way he can, team guy. Yeah, I think that's a good example. Uh, well, for me, when I was kind of still back in my rep days, um, I'd always tried to model my game after Carey Price. I mean, like what goalie doesn't, but as things start to develop and things start to change, you, you got to think, well, not that I play like Flurry, but I have the same, like same mentality as him where we talked about how Carey Price has like goaltending in the game of like chess where Flurry has it in like a game of war. Like Flurry will do whatever it takes and whatever means possible to get the puck out. That's how you see all these diving acrobatic saves where Price is so compact. And my goalie coach and I always talk that you have to, you know, game like a game of war. You need to do whatever Flurry, I guess, would be the most accurate. Yeah, those two are uh, very uh, good comparisons for both of your games. Um, and then, you know, with the season, you guys do go on road trips. Who would you say is the best and worst, uh, you know, I guess, player to room with? Oh. <laughs> Throw your hating career, let's say. Let's, let's do it like that. 
Yikes. Man, you know, I've been lucky with my roommates. I've had some good uh, good history there. You know, Charles has been my uh, my yeah. guy both here. <laughs> you know, I haven't, haven't, uh, haven't had to face going in the room with pegs. I've heard that's a, uh, a big Challenge. struggle, big uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Pegs, I think you're on that end of uh, the lower of the, end. Of the best? No, lower oh, end. Oh, really? I yeah. heard that. Dude, I, I roomed with uh, Sturkey and Wilson this past year, and, and it was fine. I'm just Willie. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me, I, I got to do it. Shout out Lang. Lang is just brutal. This guy. <laughs> wow. Just, it's just Lang. Like, just... I've known Lang for a while, and him and I and I are close, but Lang in the room, bud. Like, what are you doing? So you're just saying this guy just goes off the rail? It's not like that. He's he's pretty calm. He's you know he's keeps his composure, but sometimes Lang. Uh, but for the best, I mean, Cam for sure is up there. I got to give Dale Daniel a little bit of credit too. He's been like we were with him a lot too, and just there's a bunch of great guys to room with. Like they're just oh, yeah. a lot of fun. Everybody talks about the same things and we all get along, which is great. So it's just fun, you know, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with anybody on the squad. No, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, uh, there are a lot of, there seems to be a lot more positives than negatives uh, oh, yeah. surrounding this topic. For sure. For sure. That's, I think that's what happens when you have a winning group, you know, mm-hmm kind of bonds together you know it's great that we have those tournaments uh last year ottawa this year kingston you know it didn't really go the way we wanted it to this year a bit of a rocky start but we made it we made uh the most of it we ended up by uh, getting our night in the room you know i think it's a good team bond to have there yeah how do you guys feel that the tournament only lasted like a couple of days being seniors Ah, uh, I think it is what it is, man. Like we got, uh, like we can't really control the weather. I mean, yeah, not much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we had a good time up there. You know, can't complain. Yeah, for me, I mean, yeah, as much as it does suck, you do kind of you you don't understand. Like I was really bummed the day of that we found that it was going to get uh, postponed to the morning of. But you know, what was it, four or five in the morning? We were yeah, something like bus. that. It was some atrocious time. Yeah, we were on a bus. Everybody <laughs> was tired, and we were on a bus up to Kingston. Like that's just something you're gonna remember forever. And then you have to guys. play the game in like a couple hours. Yeah, no, that wasn't. That was not. Uh, was not great. Legs were a little tired. Legs were a little feeling it, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it's it's all about adjustments. Yeah, exactly. You know, Charlie, the fans witnessed this season. Uh, you know, you were very calm in the net, surround. You know, with a bunch of traffic going on, with high pressure situations. How did you remain so calm? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. The biggest thing is I just kind of relate on my experience. You know, when you I even look at the uh, final game, so I've never really had. To, so I've only won a final life, and I was my final year minor midget and finally major bantam. So I haven't really played a whole lot of finals games. So I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but you know, you just take it all in like my kind of whole thing. So I think about the day before, a couple days before, and I'd say, you know, when we go up, we listen to air Canada or we hear our can- uh, Oak Canada. Air Canada, look at all the people here to support you. You look at your school, you look at your teammates and you just breathe and you're just like, just control, just control. Everything will work. Like it's just, you know, you just, Take it, 
shot by shot, you know, period by period. So I, in between the intermissions, I'd go in and I'd say, all right, shut out that period, did my job, shut out that period, did my job, shut out that period, did my job. And, you know, lucky enough to come out with a victory and, you know, you just rely on your experience and your attitude. You guys never lost a game in regulation during league play. What contributed most to accomplishing that goal? Uh, I think we had that early loss in uh, OT to, or was it, yeah, I think it was OT to at Georgetown. I think that uh, was kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, shoot And then, um, yeah, we had to just adjust to that. You know, we don't want to have that feeling again, obviously. And then I think we were just, most of the time, you know, the better team out there. And we went out and proved it. So that was mostly what contributed to that. How did you guys avoid uh, getting lured into those trap games playing, like, lower opponents? We... Oh, did I just cut off Charlie? No, it's not um, good. Okay, sorry, bud. If you want to add something to the call, if you want to add something to the last question, no, you can. Cam, Cam nailed it. There's nothing else he needs to be said. He nailed it. There you go. So how did you guys avoid getting lured into those trap games playing against lower-tier opponents? I mean, you try not to think about it too much. It's definitely difficult when you go out because you always play better against the teams that you hate. You got a little bit of a grudge for. Um, you always just think, you're just like, oh, I hate these guys when they skate fast and they do all these things. It really motivates you. But when they don't, it's like, well, you know, you, you look at a game like OT, you know, first shot goes in and the next shot goes in and the next shot. And you're just like, okay, like – you know, you try not to pack it in, but it is definitely difficult to maintain that level of intensity. But again, like with experience and effort, you just you keep battling, you keep moving through it. Yeah, for sure. I think there was uh, there's times where we did get sucked in and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we just got to just coach a good job of getting us back on track and, uh, you know, playing our game. And as long as we play our game, I think we're going to come up with a victory most of the time, as shown throughout the Moving on to the home finals, obviously that's uh, one of the big reasons you guys are here. How big was having that buyout? Man, it was huge. huge. It was absolutely huge. Yeah, I think. Uh, go, go for it. All right. Um, yeah, I think just fans did a great job of kind of advertising what was going on. You know, with the whole uh, whole blackout thing, whole blackout theme. It was great, you know, coming out through the tunnel, seeing everyone there in the black uh, black shirts and everything. You know, they're out there, uh, out there to support. You know, big game, biggest of the season. You got that huge arena with the bowl, so it really gets you going, fires you up for the game. Yeah, for me, like, you just you, you look around and you see like, oh man, and I go to school. With these guys, these are all my friends. They're here. Just, oh. Yeah, it must be something special stream seeing goals, the you know, especially can you stream about scoring that big goal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the yeah, let's talk about the big goal. Like Charlie said, um, Cam, you you scored that game winner, which made the building just completely erupt. Right. Uh, you know what was that moment like for you? Yeah, you know, I think just to play, you know, Starkey gave me the puck, and I was going to my right. Boy was coming with me, so shot it up far side. 
ended up hitting the post and going in. When I heard that, I was like, this place is about to erupt, you know. The roof came off the building, great reaction from the fans, you know. Then we went to the bench, guys are fired up there. And then, uh, you know, good response, you know, we didn't lose our game. Uh, we stuck with it the rest of the game. We didn't lose our heads. And uh, I think it, it was just a great, you know, great experience. You know, you dream of scoring a goal like that in front of all those fans in a big game like that. So, yeah, it was just a great overall experience. All, all no, right. I just, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, are, are no, you? No. All right. Uh, well, I just, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, for people who missed the game, uh, you know, they can see the replay. But if they don't see the replay and they go to the HSSAA website, funny enough, they gave it to uh, Sharpie. Uh, but they uh, unfortunately spelled Sharpie's uh, last name wrong. They spelled it as Shard, S-H-A-R-D-E, which is uh, quite unfortunate. But, you know, Cam will, uh, will always tell you uh, different. Uh, we, so we should probably get that fixed. Right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Charlie, you earned a shutout against Hayden's biggest rival, Nelson. Uh, what does that mean for you? It was the biggest game, uh, you know, for the Hayden hockey history, you know, for the whole team. It was the biggest game for the whole school in hockey. What does that mean for you? You know, it was huge. And you, you like, you dream of those moments. You really do. You just, you know, I don't know if you could script it any better, to be honest. Like I had family there. All my friends were there. It was just, it was just a great moment that, you know, it just was like, oh, all your hard work kind of pays off and that here here we are like we made it boys like this is this is what you dream about and to go out and actually live that is just something completely different that no one could have ever expected like if you told me that i would be we'd win one nothing two nothing over nelson in the finals you'd tell you're crazy but you know that's the reality you know with so you guys won home finals meaning that you go to g-hack uh during that week you know, the G-Hack hockey game was kind of swept under the rug as we had offset basketball and offset volleyball taking those priorities. Uh, did you guys wish there was a G-Hack buyout? Yeah, uh, for sure. You always yeah, wish. Sure. Yeah, I think you always wish for that kind of stuff. You know, that was a great experience. So we had a 16-mile there. So obviously we wanted another uh, one of those, but it is what it is. Um yeah, didn't really, didn't really pan out how we wanted to the game at least. But uh, you know, you can't complain. We still had a lot of guys out, people out there supporting. You know, great support yeah. system all year round. Especially at two thirty on a Wednesday or something like that. Definitely a little bit more difficult to get uh, people out, especially when school is still going on. But you know, you just got to take it. The same with um, HT. They had to go through the same thing, right? So. You know, it is what it is. You just got to play your game and go out and, you know, execute. Final question here. Uh, so where are you guys going off uh, for university if you guys got accepted? And, and so, what are you studying, I should say? So for me, I'm uh, I'm still waiting to hear back from a couple schools. So I got uh, Queens Western, um, U of T and uh, Mac still waiting to hear back for those. And then hopefully going on to uh, study law in the disparate future. So. Yeah, for me, it's kind of a mix. So I got, uh, I got offered, I did uh, sports management up rock, you know, got offered. Um, also just waiting on Waterloo, uh, Western and Laurier for, uh, 
kinesiology at Western and Laurier and then business at Waterloo. So still uh, waiting on those last three. All right. Well, I'd like to thank again, Charlie Fletcher and Cameron Smith, who are both big contributors to the HSSAA tier one championship for your Hayne hockey team. Thank you guys again. Thanks. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate it, buddy. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. So today with me, I have all of the HSSAA Tier 1 hockey coaches from the Hayden Huskies. Uh, before we get to the interview, how are you guys doing? Doing good, thanks. Yeah, we're doing all right, bud. Doing well. Yep, hanging in there. So lots of people have been watching uh, hit TV shows uh, like Tiger King and, other, and among other TV shows. Uh, what have you guys been doing during quarantine? I'll go first. I'm not a big, um, like, I don't get into series or anything like that. I don't know why I never have. Uh, but the one thing I was kind of glued to for the last few weeks was uh, The Last Dance, and I uh, thought that was pretty interesting to watch. Obviously, a little bit skewed since it's about Michael Jordan and the Bulls, and he kind of had a huge part in it. Uh, but really interesting to, to watch how Phil Jackson kind of worked with them, how he worked with his teammates, how his teammates um, – felt about him and and stuff like that that was that's kind of the only thing i've really been locked into for the last few weeks other than that i just kind of here and there pick different things to watch whatever i feel like that day yeah just pushing off of coach stevie there i've been pretty locked into the last dance as well i mean to have a mentality such as michael jordan um something i mean i can i can honestly say i never had as an athlete and and it's really crazy to see the type of person he was and how much his teammates respected and looked up to him, uh, what he brought to the table every day. And it's been really, really interesting following it every Sunday or every Monday, the two releases on Netflix. So it's been cool seeing that time period because I, I, was, uh, I wasn't alive uh, for the early part of it. And then I obviously uh, was just a little baby when, you know, he had his big run. Um, so I don't remember much of that, but um, it's cool to see what it, the basketball scene was like back then and comparing it to the NBA now, nowadays and just the difference um, in that league. Um, but I have watched Tiger King. Uh, it is a crazy, crazy show, to say the least. Um, and other than that, Peg, just, you know, um, trying to stay busy. You know, teaching and, and online learning has been a, a new new stream for everyone. And it's been uh, challenging, you know, getting to that, but... Uh, looking forward to getting some sports back. Watch the golf that was on. And it was, uh, you know, got my first golf round tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. I'll jump into uh, Tiger King. Never got on that train, but uh, definitely got onto the Netflix. Last Dance was incredible. Awesome to watch. Um, and then I think the one show that everyone's seen that I hadn't started yet was Ozark. Ozark following it right now. So it's pretty interesting, pretty wild. And uh, But no, in situations like this, Netflix is a good thing. The activity's certainly gone up on Netflix. I, too, watched The Last Dance. I didn't start it right when it uh, first came out, but I, I kind of started doing two or three episodes at a time. So I remember the Jordan era. I actually have a, a, an old Michael Jordan jersey. I'm pretty confident I couldn't get it on at this point without ripping it. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was definitely one of my favorite players back in the day. I, although I do remember in the, in the 1996 NBA Finals, I was also a big Sean Kemp fan at that point, so I was actually rooting against Michael Jordan in that series. Um, and I, I, I found it interesting to see all the behind-the-scenes 
footage and just all, all the background stuff that I didn't necessarily know about. Um, it, was, it was definitely neat to see. As far as other TV, if, if my kids don't have control of the remotes, which is usually <laughs> once they've gone to bed, it's, it's, uh, I watched Westworld Season 3. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, and probably more of the news than I would actually care to admit. Not, not as much now, but certainly early on, I was kind of glued to the news every day to know, know what was going on in the world. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a busy uh, world out there, won't lie, with uh, either Netflix or even watching the news. Uh, going back to last year's uh, overtime loss against Oakville Trafalgar, how would you guys describe the team's mood after the loss? That's where we're going to start, Pegs? Or? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always think that that was, uh, that was important for, for our team. Obviously, we want to be on the other side of things, but I think that that did so much in retrospect for this year's group. And, you know, 13 of our guys from this past year all went through that, as did our coaching staff and everyone else that was involved. So, you know, you try to take the positives out of situations like that. We would certainly love to be sitting here being back-to-back -back champs, but if we needed that just in order to get to where we were this past year, I think we'll take it because we learned a lot. I think we were on a mission pretty much from that day until the day we were hosted, hoisting the trophy this year. So, yeah, hurt hurt at the time, but I think it helped us grow as a group, and uh, we accomplished what we did this year, I think, as a result. For sure. Like, I think coming into this year, after that loss last year, it left a really bitter taste in, in the mouths of all, you know, Hayden affiliates, right, and everyone involved in the program. So... For 13 guys to go through that, four coaches to go through it, you know, our team managers, everyone involved in the program, uh, you just come in hungry, right? You come in with an expectation that you're going to be number one. And, you know, fortunately for our, our guys, we were able to step up and, and that's what we achieved this year. So I think based on where we were last year, and each year has been a stepping stone and be able to, to build on it. So I think from last year, you know, the 13 guys, they all understood where they wanted to be. The, you know, the new the new Huskies that joined the group this year, they all came on, got on board real quick. And as a team, we were able to move, you know, each step at the time, one game at a time, we're moving forward to our, our, our goal, which was, you know, champions. And that's what we were able to achieve. And I think that was the foundation of, of, uh, of our success was that loss and building off of that. I usually have lots to say, but they covered it pretty well. I think the only one word that comes to mind is heartbroken. It was a really tough way to lose uh, in the finals and up like you got the man advantage and stuff like that. But like I, they all said, we rallied this year. We really wanted it this year. So worked out for us this year. Sometimes you come up on the other end. Then that happened last year. This year we came up on the right side. So I think I, we... I know. Oh, sorry. So I was just going to say, I think we kind of peaked at the right time last year and kind of went on a bit of a hot streak as the playoffs hit. Whereas this year, I think the expectation from day one was that we were the, the team to beat and that uh, we expected to be in that game. I know for me, it took a while to recover for from the loss. Uh, how long did it take you guys? I don't know if you ever recover from big losses like that. Like, I think you learn from it, right? Like, if I if I go back and talk about it, I'm still upset with the way it finished. Uh, 
if I'm being honest with myself, I think the right team won last year. I do think OT was better than us. I think we gave them one hell of a fight for sure. Um, and, and like uh, Coach Wills said, like I think we were peaking at the right time. But um, I don't think you ever recover from big losses. I always think about, a, uh, think about them later as a coach or even when I was a player. And, and you've got to be able to learn from that. Um, how did, what did, where did we go wrong? What matchups should we have gone with instead? What opportunities, uh, you know, could we have capitalized on and how? Um, but, like, if I could go back and replay that game to give us another chance, I would do it in a heartbeat. So I don't know if you ever get over it. I think you learn from it. And then, obviously, when you turn around the next year and you win, it lightens the blow a little bit. But if I could take another crack at last year, I definitely would. I think in addition to that, too, I think the moment, you know, that goal goes in in overtime, a lot of things go through your mind, including like, you know, when's the next time we can get back here, you know, realistically as soon as possible, because you know how, you know, how much work goes into getting there. And then as much as 13 guys got to, you know, go through it and finish on the right foot this year, we also, you know, we wish those other seven guys from last year uh, could certainly have that feeling as well. Yeah, pegs, and I think on on touching those two points there, especially about you know forgetting about a big loss. There's still big losses that I I went through as a as an athlete that have fueled me now as a coach. You know, to think about those situations and what went wrong or what could have you know been different, and then you game plan for those, right? So you think about this year when we're in a similar situation as we were in that game or in any game where we're we're uh, expected to you know. Uh, match up against something that's where us as coaches can then step back and say okay like what is our plan here this is what we've done last time you know this is what we think we should do this time and then it's up to you know players to put that in place right and it's up to the skill of our players to eventually you know get things done but um, losses they you know that taste never leaves your mouth it's always there it's always in the back of your mind and those are always resurfaced with no matter you know the outcome uh, moving forward it's always great to have the wins but you remember the wins and the losses i i for me personally equally and I'll, I'll always remember you know the feeling that you have and it's that's motivation for me personally to move ourselves forward as a group and as a unit i think that's what the boys were able to do this year to move themselves forward based on that you know that taste in their mouth for for me like the, the loss was going to hurt regardless, but the fact that we were on the power play at the time when we gave up that goal, I think that stung even more, if, if from my end of things at least. Um, I think it was a four-minute power play from what I recall as well. So I, I can remember thinking at the time when, when we had that advantage, like, we're going to score. We've got four minutes to do this. So, you know, when, when you know, that breakaway happened, it was just I, I probably – couldn't look, but I know I did, and it, it, it was it was crushing that it went in. But again, that that's in the past, and we certainly moved on based on what happened this year. You guys had a phenomenal season in league play, going seven oh seven oh and oh and two, basically. You know, with two shootout losses, what contributed to that success? Well, I think if I could start it off, I think it's just overall team cohesion and, and team success, right? I think as coaches, we can build and game plan as much as we want, but we had a number of very skilled individuals. We had a, a team of very committed individuals who were committed to the program and committed to the overall outcome, which was a, a Halton championship. So I think that, 
you know, as a coaching staff, us being committed, having, you know, our athletes be committed and just every day come to the rink and, and, and drive to that uh, ultimate goal. I think that that was the, the mentality was that we're not happy with, with a loss. We're, we're only happy with, with winning. And that's what ultimately we were able to come out and do. Right. So um, from my perspective, I think it's just being hungry and being driven each and every day that you're at the rink. I think too, do we to know add the, to that, I'm oh, sorry. You go ahead, coach. I was just going to say to add to that, I would say depth. Uh, like we got two amazing goalies. Most teams would have taken either one of them and he could have been a starter on their team. Like Charlie was unbelievable in the finals. They were both fantastic for, for us throughout the, the season, but two fantastic goalies. I look at our D, a number of them had returned. So they had learned from what happened the year before. And the D we picked up, Capo was excellent, like a triple A player uh, that decided to join. And then probably one of the most dynamic lines in the league with Dryde's lines up front. And then we just have four lines that can come at you like in waves. And so they all have different strengths. I'm not saying they're all goal scoring lines, but they all played their role really well. They all knew their role and they all, you know, had a really significant role. And so I think that's important when you just have a wave after a wave after wave, like it's really tough for another team to match up um, lines or come at us somewhere. There's not a whole lot of opportunity to exploit weaknesses in our game. And so um, I think when we had our mindset on playing and winning, we were really, really challenging to beat. Did we have that every single game? Not necessarily. We didn't obviously have our best game every single game, but we were tough to play against and really tough to beat when we, uh, when all our guys were focused and were hungry and got after it that game just because we had so much depth. And I think, too, the ultimately, obviously, the playoffs are the most important time of the year, but the regular season does give you that confidence. And, and you know that anyone that you're going to have to go through on your way to a championship, you're going to have to play in the regular season. Um, and I think we understood that, you know, each game was a test for us to see where we were at. And we had, you know, like, as you mentioned, we had a lot of wins in the regular season. And we also had some uh, some adversity just in terms of losing twice, you know, in overtime. And we learned lessons from that as well, right? So everything, every part of the season, regular season, tournaments, um, and then ultimately the playoffs, everything adds up and builds up. And we know that. And we also know... Uh, to last year, you know, we finished second in the regular season and then second overall. So we know that it's important to finish first in the regular season to give yourself the best chance and, uh, you know, home ice opportunities throughout the playoffs as well. I I think our, our expectation as a team, both players and coaches, was we, we thought we, we would or had a chance to win every game we played. And... Um, you know, thought we could play with any team we faced, whether we'd seen them before, whether it was in tournaments, that kind of thing. Um, and we found a way, like Coach Stevenson was saying, you know, we didn't have our best game every game, but we even found a way in games we weren't playing our best to to come out on top a lot of the time. One, one game in particular that kind of stands out in my mind as being a good example of that was the the Burlington Cup game we played against MM Robinson it wasn't it wasn't really a meaningful game per se it was sort of the precursor to the playoffs I know at that point we'd had a number of people sick or injured and we we'd had a pretty bad first and second period in that game but I think the guys just decided no we're not losing this game and I think we buried three goals and you know, five minutes or something and, and then ended up winning that game. So um, 
yeah, we, we had the mentality that we were going to win and, and we, we, we were able to even when we weren't at our best a lot of the time. Anything to add, Mr. Plord? Uh, no, I, I mean, I mean, based off what I said first, I think I, what I could touch on is what Stevie said in about you know having four great lines that are you know you can throw it at any time, and we, we had we had trouble sometimes deciding on who we're going to throw because we had so many different skill sets, so many different guys that can contribute you know to to what our goal was, and and we could throw it at anyone and be confident with any line on that ice. And, and any goaltender in, in our net because we were so strong all around. I mean, we had guys step up when they needed to, um, you know, step into role, role positions. And, and, and you know, that that's what led to our success, I believe, is guys just bought in and, and, and worked hard, right? So. All of you guys are teachers. Uh, you know, you guys basically work two jobs at once, one being, once being, one being the coach and one being the teacher. Uh, how do you guys overcome the challenges you may face? I think that's a lot very similar to a to a student that's an athlete as well. Like you have to find a way to manage both because certainly, you know, we we miss as much time as our students do, and it's important that you know we have an understanding from the departments and the schools that we're a part of. Um, that's the first thing. I think the support that way is huge, and then you know just ensuring that we have you know positive relationships in our classes, being upfront, letting them know that you know we're not always going to be there, but we have certain expectations when we're not. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're, as you mentioned, they're two different aspects of the job, but we, we treat them very much the same. And we would certainly all say we love coaching. We love teaching at the same time. I mean, I could hop in from a different perspective. So being an elementary teacher, um, as Coach Hogan said, you need to have the support to back you. So I had the support from my administration um, understanding that, you know, I am involved as a, a coach, you know, for, for Hayden High School. Um, and I was able to get that support also through the admin at Hayden and recognizing that they had a, you know, volunteer coming into the program. Um, so it was it was great. It, it, it is it is tough sometimes. Um, a lot of late nights, you know, getting things organized. But I mean, at the end of the day, we do it because we love it. And um, it's not a job. I don't see it as a job. Um, it's something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy coaching. Um, it's giving back to, you know, a community, um, that I think deserves it. And I think that it's all about just managing your time and managing what needs to get done. And, and sometimes, yes, it can be tricky, but at the end of the day, you look back and it's worth it. So you put your time, you put your effort and it pays out. I, I, no, go ahead, Trev. Okay. I was just going to say, like, support is a common word that's been used, um, certainly from the school. Uh, from, my, from my end of things, like, I, I, I have two young kids, so my, my wife was very supportive of being involved. Um, you know, from right from the beginning of the school year, um, you know, being involved in football and then moving right into hockey afterwards. Um, you know, the fact that, that my wife was willing to, um, you know, take on a, a lot larger role in terms of picking up kids after school and, and that until I could get home like that, that, that meant a lot. And, and it ultimately allowed me to be involved. Um, and, and again, it's busy having, you know, your regular teaching responsibilities on top of coaching. But again, we, we all, 
love it and, and wouldn't wouldn't do it if, if we didn't and uh um it's it's another it's a good way to sort of see the students in the school outside of the classroom because you know those are two different things and and also an opportunity to meet other students in the school like i don't, I don't necessarily teach all the all of the the players i coach so just having that other connection with 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 students in the building i i, I value as well the other word I would use is like they use sacrifice or they use support. I would use the word sacrifice. Um, everybody's got to sacrifice a little something. Like we are, we ask our guys to sacrifice things in order to play and make commitments to the team. We do the same thing. We sacrifice some of our free time. We sacrifice time with our families. Uh, we sacrifice other things. Like we're doing work sometimes at 10, 11, 12 o'clock because we know we've missed time uh, during the day. And, and that's what it's about management for sure support for sure but at some point you need to be willing to make a sacrifice of basically your own time your own time your own experiences and stuff like that because we value what we do uh, I'll always think that it's important for kids to have the opportunity I had an opportunity uh, as a student athlete in school I valued that that was extremely important to me and I and I truly truly believe that our student athletes value what we do and that's what keeps us going is everyday easy no some days it's a real grind um just like it's a real grind for our players but in the end it matters whether you win or lose like i think it mattered to our guys as much last year as it mattered to our guys this year uh, is it way better when you win absolutely but in the end only one team gets to be a champion and i think every single one of the players who was part of the hwsaa last year gain something as uh you know as a team member as a, a friend etc etc and i think learning and building relationships with kids that you don't necessarily teach is huge but sacrifice would be my word probably over support speaking from a student perspective about the whole online format with uh, teaching uh, it, it's it's horrible. Uh, now, going from your guys' perspectives, how is it? How is it like being online? I'm I'm sure that there's some of the, the similar issues on both ends, to be honest. And and we we would all sit here and say we would much rather 100% be in the classroom um, and be you know in the different environments that we're used to, whether it's in the classroom in the greater school area at the arena, for example. And we know that that's the best way for both the teachers, the students, everyone involved. Um, I think right now, because of the obvious, you know, the safety concern is always number one. And this is a, a way that we can continue uh, at our best of our abilities to, to do our job day in and day out. And for you as a student to continue to do it um, because there's no playbook on, on a pandemic. So it is important that we come up with some strategies that we can be successful. And, and our hope is that, you know, obviously it's disappointing with the school year closing um, until the end of June, but hopefully September, although it'll be a new normal, hopefully um, it's a bit closer to what we were used to as opposed to what we're in right now. I, I would definitely prefer to be because we're listening and... go ahead Trap. uh oh sorry um <laughs> forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> um no i i would echo what coach hogan said as far as much would much rather be in the building i find 
it would be way easier to answer questions and just help students if, if you were right there in the room. Like now it has to be through email or it, just the, the, the person to person connection is, is so much harder now. And uh, everyone's working on a different schedule. Um, again, my wife and I are both teachers, so both trying to navigate when we're, we're doing what we need to do for our, for our classes and for our students while at the same time keeping an eye on our kids and, you know, trying to get them to do a bit of school. Like my, my older son is five, so I mean, it's not like he had a ton of homework before, but, um, you know, he can't just be at home, you know, watching TV every day, right? So trying to keep him learning whatever that looks like from day to day it, it's it's a lot to try and balance and it was a lot easier certainly when when we were in in school under more normal times i was just saying before like i don't think any of us uh got involved with teaching to sit behind a computer and not have those day-to-day -day interactions with kids certainly we're talking to kids and and stuff like that but uh i much rather get together with these guys in in person and you know go for dinner and chit chat and have a little coaches meeting and stuff like that and instead we have to do things through zoom or through whatsapp or whatever um and so that's unfortunate same, same with kids like uh, I enjoy spending time with my students every day. Um, it's different, you know, you get something different from them every single day. Uh, and you just don't have the same connection. Like I, I didn't become a teacher so that I could distance learn with kids, but I understand that this is the safest thing to do right now. The professionals are telling us that this is what uh, we have to do. And so I'm doing the best that I can at it. Um, Coach Hogan said, like, there's no playbook for this. So we're kind of uh, doing as we're told and trying to do our best. But, like, obviously, just as students are frustrated, teachers are, are frustrated too. But we're, we're doing the best so we can just and we can interact with our, our kids a little bit more. Yeah, I think just, I mean, the three coaches have already said it perfectly. Um, again, there's no playbook on this. It's a it's a new learning experience for everyone, and I think as we move through it, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to support students to the best of our abilities, right? And we want, you know, student success to be our number one goal and our number one priority, but also uh, make sure it's done in a safe and, and uh, you know, safe way where, where this is the, the decision at the time. And, and um, as Coach TV said, we didn't get into teaching to do online learning. Uh, you know, we got into, into teaching to, you know, have that communication and interaction and, and being in a classroom and being in a school environment. So it's been it's been difficult for that aspect. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, student success is a number one priority. So as long as we're able to, to work towards that and achieve that, then um, that's what we're looking for. Moving back to uh, hockey, um, you guys, we had the buyout. Uh, how big was it? You know, did the, I think the team uh, felt uh, that they were energized with the crowd. I think it was huge. I think anytime we can get uh, our students there, other students uh, is is huge. I love when we have uh, people at the rink. And for some of our big games, even in the regular season, we had a, a quite a crew of following that kind of really supported our team. And it's always fun to play like that, like professional athletes, high school, athletes, NCAA, CIS athletes, or, or youth sport athletes, it's all the same. Everybody wants to feel the support of a home crowd kind of on your side, especially when they're your uh, 
like family and then the win with so many people there people we didn't even know and then the reception i think that they planned for us when we came back to school uh was something the guys won't forget um you know that that was that i thought that that was pretty special for them to walk in and see the whole uh school there kind of uh, turn them on and, and chanting uh for the huskies Yeah, I mean to hop in there and just uh, build off of that. Um, you know, as as a student athlete, right? Having having a a crowd, it's the one word I I can think of is electric. Like it's a, it's electrifying to have an atmosphere created for you, and and that's done through the fan base, right? That's done through the spectators who are there. And I think having the the you know the buyout for for Hayden and having that student support was amazing. It really, um, I I I feel like put a fire in the boys and and to see that you know their friends in the crowd and cheering them on and having that support really you know lights it up and i think about professional sports and and you know i'm i'm thinking about professional nhl players who are talking about their favorite places to play and you know uh pegs you're gonna love this one because the number one that i hear is montreal right so the guys love playing in montreal you know nashville vegas and that's not because um, of the teams, it's because of the, you know the fan base and the atmosphere that's created in the arena, and it's really fun to play in those 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 settings. So I think the buyout, having the fans there from Hayden, uh, it really electrifies the arena, and it helps you know provide that extra spark that uh, the boys need some time to get through, right? I would say too if. Um you know, if we could guarantee that to our team every single year, we would because it's a huge sell. It's one of the main differences between kind of what they're used to with their with rep hockey versus the high school experience is, you know, they do have the opportunity to have a lot of their friends all at the same time at the rink and, and really very much following. Like we're really grateful for everyone that comes to support the team. Uh, because it creates an experience for everybody involved. I know as coaches, we'll always remember the glass behind us. Um, you know, it's very easy. All you have to do is look at the the clip of Cam Smith's game-winning goal and just panning to the crowd. Like, that's amazing. And that that's that's not done without the people that are supporting the program. And I think it, likewise, I think for the fans, you know, the students that were there that day, they have a memory that they'll they'll always remember from high school, which is great as well. So it's very much... Um, for everybody that's involved, it's a, it's a positive experience, and again, that's uh, that, you know the the boys should be proud of that, and at the same time, um, all the people that were there to cheer them on should be just as proud for for creating that experience for us all. The uh, the boys didn't need a ton of motivation, I'm sure, to want to to win that championship, but I know the crowd and and the energy in the building sure, certainly probably gave them that much more of, of a bit of a fire and, and, and certainly helped propel them to the win, ultimately. I also thought it was pretty neat afterwards, you know, that Dr. Frank was there to watch the game. He came on the ice. There's, there's a picture of him with the trophy. And some of the parents came on the ice, too. I thought that was kind of a very special moment as well. Um, so I, I think just having everyone there to witness that um, go down was, was, was pretty cool. Definitely one of the best memories in recent uh, Hayden High School history. Moving on to our final question. Uh, with the junior season being canceled, does that impede your scouting for the grade 9s and 10s at all for the varsity team? 
I think we were fortunate because we had an opportunity to to host tryouts actually just before everything was was shut down. And obviously, you know, if we could change things, we would certainly go back and host that season. Uh, but at the same time, we were still able to make some connections uh, with players that we knew nothing about. I know that there's a lot of great nines that certainly have an interest in the program. We have great tens that are returners um, on the junior team as well. And, and I think one of the big things with our program is we know that our program is always just going to be as strong as our players. Um, so we certainly spend quite a bit of time having our own discussions, uh, making connections with different students in the school. Um, because if they're interested, certainly in playing Hayden hockey, we're certainly interested in, um, you know, potentially presenting that opportunity to them. And we know that each year it's really important to continue the growth. And we've been very, very fortunate because since the program started in 2014, um, you know, we've had excellent goalies run through the program. We've had excellent uh, core of D-men and then so much depth, as Stevie was alluding to earlier, um, up front as well. And so many great memories from all these guys that have played. Um, and we, so we don't, you know, we obviously understand how important it is um, from the start of grade nine until the end to try and provide them with that experience. And we've been fortunate over the course of time. Yeah, just to add on to what uh, Coach Hogan said, like obviously we got a chance to see uh, lots of the guys. Would we have liked to see an opportunity for them to play games uh, and just to get to know our style and we get to know their style a little bit for sure. Uh, but I think that just like this has caused um, unfortunate an unfortunate loss for a number of student athletes not just our junior hockey guys, but anybody who was interested in playing spring sport uh, or badminton. So uh, I do feel sorry for them. Uh, hopefully back, hopefully when we get back in September, we'll have an opportunity to get back rolling with sports. Um, and for our grade 10s uh, this year, they missed their second year, but um, we, have, we had an opportunity to see those guys last year and they would have played with us last year. And for our grade 9s who are moving on to grade 10 next year, uh, our hope is that we get to see them next year. So instead of two years, it's only one year, but it's better than none. Um, and it's still an opportunity for us to build a relationship and to let them know what Hayden Hockey is all about. And um, But lots of times we have some of our senior guys come back and help with our junior program. And so uh, our, our goal will be to do that again next year because our, our players really promote our program, uh, not us. Like we'll give everything we've got. And I think our, our senior players know that, our varsity guys know that. And I think they pass the word on to our junior guys that this really is a viable option to play competitive hockey. It's a lot of hockey, but you're able to maybe manage a bit more things other than just rep hockey in school. Maybe works a little bit easier, have a little bit more of a social life or whatever it may be, but still have a really viable opportunity to play good competitive hockey uh, and with some of your buddies. So uh, so lots of times our program at this point does uh, does the talking and our senior players uh, help us out and talk about what a great experience they've had. Um, but us having the opportunity to build, build a relationship with the young guys uh, is important. So our goal obviously is to get on the ice with them uh, in, well, not necessarily in September, but next school year. Uh, and hopefully a lot of those grade nines will be interested in grade 10 and we can work with that one year that we've got them. For sure. I think, too, touching on what the, you know, it's been said already about the program, um, I think that Hayden is an amazing program uh, that's been built, you know, kind of ground up from day one uh, by Coach Stevie and Coach Hogan. Um, 
you know, they started it off, and every year that I've been a part of it, it seems to just increase and get better. And I know that, uh, you know, Wheels, I think, stepped in a similar time or maybe a year before I was involved in the program. And I feel like every year it's just been getting better and better. And I feel like that's a credit to, you know, the work that Stevie and Hogan constantly, you know, put forward. Um, but also the players, right? And each year we've had a great group of players who, you know, brought their best to the table. Um, they've improved the program. They've really built a name for the program around Halton. And it's, it's this year led to, you know, the ultimate success with the being champion. So I think, um, I mean, if I think from a player perspective, being a junior player, I'm looking at, well, this team, you know, is is champion champion caliber team and i can be a part of that and it's a program that you know provides me the opportunity to play hockey play competitive hockey get a lot of games in i mean coach hogan you could probably give the exact number of games we played last year but i know that you know with our tur- yeah with our <laughs> tournaments with our season with our playoffs with our exhibition um you know we put a lot of hockey on the ice for players uh, and it's a great opportunity for, for guys to step back from uh, a, a rep, um, you know, atmosphere and play a high, a high level of hockey uh, with their friends, with their classmates, um, being coached by their teachers. Um, it's just a great environment for a student athlete to be a part of. You're playing during the day instead of, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night. Your practices aren't that, you know, late at night. I know my last year um, when I was playing rap hockey, I was practicing at 11 o'clock at night and I was in grade 12 and it's like I got to be up at 7 a.m. right so it's, it's, it's a tough goal for a lot of students but I think that it provides a great avenue for you know our junior athletes to move up to the varsity level and you know as was mentioned before our varsity athletes will speak highly of our program and pull those you know junior athletes up and say this is a great experience I had and it's a great viable option for you. Yeah, as far as promoting the program, I don't think there's a better promotion possible than than winning a championship this year. So I, I don't I don't know that it would be hard to get new recruits necessarily seeing what we were able to accomplish. But uh, as was said, like former players, I, I've always been impressed with how many former players are at our games watching us play. Always want to say hi and talk to the guys afterwards. So, I mean, that's, that shows how much it meant to those players when, when they were involved, the fact that they're still willing to come back um, to see how the team is doing now that they're not there. Um as well as, as Coach Plourd was saying, like the schedule is certainly uh, maybe more conducive to, you know, balancing school a little bit better. I know a number of our guys also had jobs that they were able to still keep and, you know, be at all the practices and all the games for the most part. So there's a lot of a lot of positives to playing, you know, high school hockey that maybe would 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 it would be harder to make things work potentially at the rep level if if uh, the games and practices are a lot later. All right, well that would do it for this edition of the podcast. I'd like to thank all four Hayden hockey coaches for coming on. Thanks, thanks, thanks. thanks, thanks. thanks.